Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we talk everything about your home, so you can become either a better caretaker, maybe you're going to build a new one, redesign the one you've got. This show is for you. Well, I got a lot I want to talk about today, but first, hey, if you're listening on the podcast here, make sure that you subscribe, and if you're on your desktop, maybe you're using iTunes, make sure you do that uh, follow, subscribe, all that stuff so you can see every time we come up with an update here on the show. Now, today I wanted to talk about a few things. Uh, First off, all you people in Florida, Georgia, down in the South, be very careful this week. Heed those warnings. Make sure... You got things dialed in, ready for this hurricane that's coming through this week because it uh, does not look like it's going to be a good thing for anybody down there. It is going to be relentless, so make sure that you've got that. Uh, the, Of course, they don't know the exact track yet until it hits land, but you can kind of get an idea of that whole area is uh, going to be in trouble here. So make sure that you've got all the supplies you need if you're in a place where you can ride it out. You've got plenty of water and food and uh, ways to communicate And then if you are going to be home and riding out, make sure you've got a plan for getting that water away because if it's not the wind that does it, the water will. So make sure that you've got things dialed in around your house, gutters cleaned, uh, you know, branches and stuff away from the home. Make sure that you've got that sump pump cleaned up, dialed in, all those things ready to go. Wouldn't be a bad idea to have a blue tarp or two sitting around just in case you've got some damage. But uh, stay tuned, and if you've got any information that you want to get out or if you've got questions on what to do, feel free to message me over at aroundthehouseonline.com, and I'll be monitoring that, and I will try to give you as best information as I can and as quickly as I can. Uh, And if you can't get over that, no problem. If you've got Twitter, you can always hit me up there, Around the House with Eric G., and uh, I will tweet back as fast as I can to you to give you the best information. Well, today I wanted to talk about a news story that I saw this morning that just absolutely drove me nuts. And this happened actually a couple days ago, but it finally made the news in my area. And California is going to do it again. You know, they don't have enough power in the summertime to run electric air conditioners and charge people's cars at the same time. We've seen the power warnings where they said, hey, we need to cut back on utility usage. Now they're doubling down on that. They are going to make it now and and their ongoing effort for cleaner air in California, as they put it. They are going to uh, try to slash ozone pollution even more. They just approved the California Air Resource Board, which is CARB, last Thursday. They approved to ban the sale of all natural gas-fired space heaters and water heating appliances 
by 2030. Now, in your home, if you are using an electric water heater, that is one of the biggest expenses outside of heating your house that you can have. So that uses a ton of electricity. The only way to get around that is to go with a heat pump water heater. But as they currently stand, there is no way their electrical grid can support all new cars by 2035 to be electric, all homes to be running. You know, when you replace that, you're going to have to put in a brand new electric unit or a heat pump. So I see massive problems coming ahead because at this pace, there is absolutely no way they're going to have the electrical grid to be able to do this. Now, here's where it's going to hurt people the most. The biggest problem I see out there is for our more low-income people. Those people that are just trying to stay in their home, maybe grandma's just ride it out, and their furnace quits they are going to have to go into a massive change. Now, hear me out. Here's what I'm worried about. My house was built in 1977. When I had my electrical panel swapped out, they had to move it to get it up to code, all those things. That would have cost, in today's work, about seven grand from the company. So if I was going to write a number on it, that's seven grand. Now you put on top of a fifteen or $20,000 heating and cooling system on there. I don't know a lot of people in the lower income range that can come up with $27,000, $26,000 or more to put in that system. And I think this is where we're running into some huge problems because What's going to have to happen? And many of these older homes have 100 amp service, especially in California. Can't tell you how many of those I've run into. So these new regulations that are coming out are going to be really dependent. They're going to lean heavy and cost these lower income people a lot of money. Do I see any funding coming for this? Uh, As far as I've seen, it is not addressed. So I think this is where we're going to see some issues. And I think that's where this is going to get really expensive as well, because there's only two ways this is going to happen. It's either going to be on the backs of lower income people on their homes, or we're going to have to depend on the government to give them enough rebates to do that. Either way, it's costing people a lot of money. And I think California in my opinion, has gotten way over their skis on this. And I think you've got them doing this grab of going all electric, but they don't have the resources to do it. I don't see them putting in, I, I can't see them putting in, in the next 10 years, enough solar panels and wind energy to be able to do this. Now, if they started building a nuclear reactor today, or multiple nuclear reactors today, I don't think that they could get caught up. Because not only do they have to go build out these power stations, they've got to get that out to the neighborhoods. And the neighborhoods don't have the capacity to do that. If you go down a neighborhood street and have to double that capacity, they can barely keep the power on now. So Californians, 
if you are making on that lower income range of people that own homes, you're in deep trouble there. And I feel bad for you guys. But, um, you know, these are the people that you guys have voted into office that have put you in this position. And uh, that is very unfortunate. And I hope that uh, maybe some common sense will come back to this because uh, we don't talk politics here much. But uh, I tell you what, this is going to get really expensive for Californians either way you do it. And, I mean, I I want a cleaner earth here around us, no problem. But I think when we sit here and put this much speed into it, and that little of planning, it's going to get expensive. Now, my only hope now is is that cooler heads prevail on this in a few years, and they go, whoa, there's no way we're going to have enough for this. Because I don't know about you, but it's been 10 years that I've been watching at least them saying, hey, turn off your air conditioners because we don't have enough power in Southern California. They haven't fixed it yet. Do I see them fixing it another 10 years? Not at the speed they do stuff. So that's going to be something let's keep an eye on. And I think we're going to see some bigger issues there, especially when we start putting the load of electric heat in the wintertime and electric cars charging. And they don't need that much heat, but when they do, they do. Now, I want to talk about the sweet irony of all this. And this is where it gets interesting. So every time the Californians got to go turn off their power, what happens? Everybody goes out, gets out those gasoline-powered generators. The big companies start up their diesel-fueled generators. Or they have the natural gas generators that are much more cleaner. But the amount of emissions coming out when they turn off power because of fire hazards in those areas is absolutely massive as far as the pollution from that. And it's just kind of ironic that they are pushing their electrical grid so much that they're actually going to be causing more pollution when that electricity comes off. So that means that they're going to have some bigger problems when the power goes out. Now, guess what? If you've got no natural gas going in there, and by the way, they just discontinued the subsidies to put natural gas into neighborhoods and the new neighborhoods in California. So low-income people there are getting a break as well. But my biggest issue that I see right here is that when people don't have power and they don't have natural gas, they're going to be going to diesel. They're going to be going to unleaded gasoline. And those things are way dirtier than what the natural gas would do anyway. And one of the kind of ridiculous comments from the California Air Resource Board is they were talking about the chemicals and the stuff that comes out from natural gas leaks inside the home. I'm sorry. That is the least of your worries inside the home. If you've got a natural gas leak, you've got a natural gas leak. But generally, what's coming out of there is not the problem of the gas company. 95% of the time, those issues inside the home or a homeowner not turning on your vent hood when you cook. If you've got a gas cooktop or a gas range and you're not turning that hood on that's venting all the way to the outside, that's on you. Those chemicals, that nasty stuff, that is you causing that indoor air pollution. So one of those things that I think that we got to be really careful with, I don't want anybody getting sick off of anything, but 
what little you get is really going to be from not using that hood. Now, if you've got a leak in the house because you don't have something fine-tuned, that's a whole other story. But that's generally rare. So don't make your situation worse by having that natural gas leaking inside your house. Make sure that uh, you get that tested. When in doubt, call your gas company. If you think you smell gas in there, call them. They'll love to come out and test it. They want to make sure that your house is safe. I don't know of a gas company out there that does not send somebody out to make sure that everything's good. And they have scanners that can tell just little micro leaks to make sure you get it dialed in. Now, for any of you still in California that love to barbecue, you should be expecting those barbecue bans to be coming. If they're going to be diving into this this deep, expect that gas barbecue, even the pellet, any of that stuff, I see that coming next. You'll probably be allowed only to electric barbecues. So if that's not on the horizon down there or not in the news, it's going to be. So uh, hold on to those uh, barbecues. I think that's going to be coming next. Not to be too negative about it, but I think anybody that's in California and Oregon and Washington and East Coast states, what happens in California ends up spreading across the rest of the United States in those areas. So be careful. These bands could be coming to a state near you. All right, and I do have one more tip I want to give out to people out there. We're kind of getting to that fall time of year here. So, I mean, technically we're in fall, even though hurricane season's going and everything else is happening. Here's what I'd like you to do. Make sure you get that heating and cooling system tuned up because now is the time you should be getting that service call done, especially if you're in a northern state where things get cold or you're in an area where that heat is really dependent on uh, working correctly. And if you have not had your heating and cooling system, your HVAC system serviced in the last year, I highly recommend you do it now. Right now is kind of that time of year where you can get some reasonable prices on service they're not trying to put in all the air conditioners they're not people aren't thinking heaters it's kind of a little bit of that off season they're still busy but i want you to make sure and get that thing serviced and yeah you can do some of it yourself but i really like to have that technician go in clean out everything make sure that the gas if it's a gas furnace is running correctly they'll get it fine-tuned They'll make sure that you're doing everything perfectly inside of that. They'll make sure nothing's broken. And they're going to make sure that everything's working great. Maybe they're going to recommend, you know, a, a new filter. Maybe they're going to recommend some cleaning. Maybe you need a few new parts. I would much rather have it where they come out and say, hey, you got this. It's going to leave you hanging this winter. Let's get it taken care of. Versus you on Thanksgiving night having to sit there and pay an extra three, four, or 500 bucks for a service call because your house is 45 degrees and you should have had that done sooner. So another little tip, make sure and get that service call out there. And if you've got somebody to work with, see if they've got a maintenance plan. Sometimes that can be a huge savings for them to come out. You buy into a maintenance plan, they'll come out and uh, every year do something for you and uh, make sure that that's all dialed in. And if you're in an area where the where you're using the AC heavy and you're using the heat heavy, maybe twice a year is something you need to have done where somebody's looking at the air conditioning one time, and of course, the heater the next. So make sure you've got that dialed in. Now, I saw something on the news this morning that uh, really got me going, and I love this. Super positive here, guys. This is amazing. Now, I'm a connoisseur of old Ford trucks. I've got an old Ford truck that I drive around, F-250, 1995, and I love that thing. I can fix it. I can drive it. 
And every year it becomes worth more than less, which is awesome. But there is a company now down in Florida called Velocity Modern Classics. They are taking an old F4, you know, Ford F250 truck, completely rebuilding it and making it into a new vehicle for you. So they start out with a Roadster Shop RS4 frame. They put in brand new Ford, you know, suspension, 18-inch wheels, 5-liter Coyote V8, automatic overdrive transmission, custom stainless exhaust, stainless fuel tank. Everything is awesome. Custom paint, beautiful 33-inch tires. This thing is gorgeous. Leather interior, comfortable, AC, Bluetooth, all the stuff you want out of a new truck, but in the package of an old one. And that's one of the things that I absolutely love right now is that you can sit here and build or rebuild a truck like this and their Heritage Edition package, which is cool. You get the two-tone paint. It looks like a classic truck. And it's beautiful. So something to be said about this. It's super cool. They're taking orders for them now. And uh, they're taking that vintage truck and rebuilding it for you. Now, this is not for the faint of heart. Signature series. Base model is 285000 Heritage is starting at 325000 And the commission build doesn't even have a price. So uh, instead of getting that Lambo, instead of getting that Ferrari, maybe uh, you can get an old F-250 that has been born again and is beautiful and ready to go. All right, everybody, have a great rest of the week. Enjoy it. Florida, Georgia, stay safe down there, guys. I just want to make sure that you guys are staying safe. And, uh, of course, like I said, make sure and contact me if you have any questions, Twitter or around the house online. I'll get back to you as soon as you can on emergency repairs, things like that. I'll do my best to be here for you. And we got a great show coming up on Saturday. We'll tease that on Thursday. You won't want to miss this one. We got some new products and cool stuff to talk about. All right, everybody, have a great rest of the week. And thanks again for listening to the midweek special. This has been Around the House. Anywhere beyond the mean Life is a love song, let's be lovers We're all over the radio Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.